I'm Josh Liston from On The Bubble Podcast, an oral history of television fandom, part of the Gunna Geek Network, just like the show you're checking out now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other awesome geeky shows at gunnageeknetwork.com. Welcome to a sweaty better podcasting live chat. I am Steven and with me, of course, is SP. Yes, I am fortunate enough to have just sweated mowing the lawn before I leave tomorrow on my summer holiday vacation, but I showered and I have air conditioning, so I'm cooled down right now and I feel for you, Steven. (laughs) You know why I feel for you, Steven, is because three years ago, we were talking about this in chat, three years ago in august so like a month away yeah i was in this studio sweating my butt off while you were nice and cool up there in canada the tables are turned i gotta tell you i i get no joy out of it but i understand what you're going now you get a little joy it's okay it's safe place you can admit it that's fine (laughs) safe place no no seriously i don't because if your hardware goes down then we're down on all (laughs) our shows for quite a while and i might end up producing and i would prefer not to so there you go so for those of you who don't know this, uh, right now, today is Tuesday, the 29th of June, 2021, and I live in the Pacific Northwest on the uh, as far west as you can get in Canada. And, and here's the deal. We're going through, well, more or less in Canada, I said. Yeah, I, yeah. I understood. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's why I didn't say anything yeah, and you enough. stopped. Okay, okay. just can, continue, please. So we're in the middle of what's called a heat dome. That's what it is. It's a heat dome, air te- air quotes, heat wave is going on. And, and weather that we're not used to seeing on this side of the countries, because it goes all the way down the West Coast as well of America. So we're in the middle of that. And um, we didn't know whether we would do today's show or not, because the thing is, when you live in an area that doesn't usually get these sort of temperatures, and what I'm talking about is like, 40 degrees Celsius sort of thing is, is what we were seeing uh, in 100, my 100 to 115 degrees Fahrenheit for those yeah, out there in in my uh, my province of BC. There it was, I believe, the record set yesterday in all of Canada of recorded history uh, of 118 ish degrees Fahrenheit. 47.5 Celsius was what it was. And and we don't we don't get that on the West. So we don't a lot of the houses don't have heat pumps in them or air conditioning. Now, in recent, some of this has started to come in a little more because of uh, of situations that I don't want to get people all riled up and stuff that maybe indicates that it would be a good idea for houses on the West to be a little more pre- prepared for that. So some of the people I know who do have more modern builds do have that sort of stuff, but I do not because my house is not that modern anymore. And so I don't... I don't I- by just a few years yeah though. i mean true. like it was so it's short. true it was probably like five years too early maybe from like being locked in that it would have had it so in the future maybe i will but what it means is i don't i don't have a actual built-in cooling method to my house so i have some portable air conditioners managed to score just a few weeks ago coincidentally a couple free window air conditioners so was able to do as much as i could to keep the upstairs cool and I've mentioned this before on the Better Podcasting main show is that, you know, I've got the den downstairs and because it's like kind of by itself downstairs, I don't have any cooling source down here just because it makes sense that it would all be upstairs 
rather than downstairs as well, the configuration of the den that I'm in. So basically yesterday we actually called off the Gunna Geek official show because it was so darn hot and the high point was supposed to be when we were recording the Gunna Geek show. And um, I, I could have tried to cool, but it probably wouldn't have really been that effective because I couldn't have cooled during the show. I don't didn't have a way to do that with configuration of everything. But even so, if I did, it would have been loud. And so we decided yesterday to, to call that off last minute. Didn't want to risk the equipment being too hot. Quite honestly, I didn't want to sit in stupid in a stupidly hot den because things do get quite warm while we're recording. And so, uh, yeah, we decided today we'll do a bit of a short, better podcasting live chat because I worked in here in the day. That's the other problem as well, is that I had, I had to work in my den in the day. So not the most comfortable thing in the world, but um, that's also heat that I've added all day. You mentioned it already, but I just want to foot stomp it because you did a lot of comfort in the fact that it's just hot in there. And, and a lot of people listening might be thinking, well, just suffer for your art, man, and get in there and record. Yet You did mention it. I want to foot stomp it. And, and I just mentioned that again because I really want to foot stomp it. It is protection of the gear. Mm. And I'm just estimating uh, the what I know, what Stephen has. It's like six grand worth of podcast equipment between his PC, his monitors, the audio gear and everything else. Maybe that's a little high. I don't know. But let's just say it's like somewhere between four and six grand worth of stuff. And if the heat and humidity gets in there while it's operating and it burns components out, that is stuff that he's going to have to diagnose later. And then he's going to have to buy something new to replace it. And then redo his stuff. And it's just easier in this case on a hobby podcast to say, we're just not going to go today. It's yeah. it's not safe to go today. And we're going to do this later. So uh, when I podcasted three years ago, we intentionally started the show. We had a short show and I shut down right after the show. And the, t the whole two weeks that uh, I did not have air conditioning, I did not sh start up any of my equipment except for that one show. So that's just how we feel about overheating stuff because we both feel that we have inadvertently overheated and ruined equipment in the past. So this is a safe, an equipment safety factor, not a personal comfort factor. A, a little bit of both. So, <laughs> Man, you're such a, oh, I wanted to say a little term there that's not appropriate for our clean rating. Um, so yeah, anyways, Thanks to uh, SP and uh, Chris Farrell for the support on that there. It just would have been too too much of a pain yesterday to do all of that. But uh, it also allowed me yesterday to go for a drive to pick up dinner with the air conditioning blasted <laughs> in the car, which was, which which was we, good. Which we called him on, by the <laughs> was way. Good. Yeah, like, that was good. Time. Oh, you just got in the car to get in the air conditioning in the car, didn't you? And, he, and he's... So you're not wrong in the chat. Johnny Pennington is saying, or Stephen could have a great excuse to tell his wife that he needs all new gear first. I pulled that off last year with the computer. I don't think I'm going to pull it off two years in a row. Secondly, and probably means that I have to go away from the Rodecaster Pro to the Zoom L12. So don't really have to buy new gear, unfortunately. So I have a fallback there. But if I don't have a computer, Johnny, you're not getting you're not getting the show. So uh, do you really want that, Johnny? Because it might mean no more better podcasting. Do you really want that? Talking about gear, we did get a chat at the beginning of our live stream here. We did get a question in the yeah. chat. And it was from Betsy, and she said she had a question, and that's what we're here for, is to answer your podcasting question. Betsy said, is my Zoom podcast P4 
considered an audio interface? Well, first of all, I think it's a Zoom pod track before, right? But that, that doesn't matter. Is it an audio interface? Well, yes and no, in my opinion, and Stephen will answer this as well. In my opinion, it is considered an audio interface. So what is an audio interface? It's a device which can take a XLR input or maybe quarter inch input and then translate that to a computer or a mobile device through USB. And that is exactly what a PodTrack P4 does. Now, it does more than that. It also records individual tracks and it does some mix minus stuff in there. You can monitor from it. So it is a multi-Swiss Army knife device, basically, for podcasting. But it one of the things that it can do is be considered an audio interface. So you can use it just straight into your computer as an audio interface. I've done it with the Zoom H8 before. I use that as an audio interface. Can't record on the H8, but you can use it as a audio interface. The PodTrack does one better and you can record at the same time that you're using it as an audio interface. So Stephen, what, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, no, I, I agree with everything you said. Um, how many inputs is on the, uh, the P4 four. four, right? Yeah. So the only thing that you would need to know is that, um, the P4 is a two in two out USB audio interface. What that means is that the USB signal coming in is two, which is basically probably a stereo signal. It's probably giving you the left and the right. And then the USB going into the P4, according to the spec, is two as well, which again is probably stereo. That's my guess on what that is. I haven't used it myself, but it does clearly say two in, two out, meaning, and that might be where some of the difference is between what some people think of as an audio interface versus um, this in audio interface mode. A lot of times when people are talking about an audio interface, they mean that if it's got four inputs, it has four streams going into the USB or whatever the connection method is. That's what a lot of people think of. Basically, the amount of jacks go in on an individual channel to the computer. I, I don't actually agree with that definition, but uh, of people that think that way, I actually agree with what SP said is that it is an audio interface, even though it's only two in um, and there's four inputs all together. I think that um, that was just worth mentioning because that might be where some of the differences in the perceived definition of an audio interface. Right. So we also got another question or another statement, I guess, from Suncast in the chat yeah. talking about gear again. It's yeah. on the gear train here. And he said, it's why Steven needs a mobile podcast studio in his car. And to that, I want to stay. He kind of already does because he does have a Zoom PodTrack P4, mm -hmm. which he could use in his car in association with a mobile device, provided he has strong enough 4G or 5G or Wi-Fi somewhere. Yeah. So this is possible to do. But, but, but if you podcast in a car that's running with active air conditioning, you're going to get a lot of wind noise from mm -hmm. the air conditioning and maybe some engine noise. Just say. Yeah, uh, yeah, I agree. Um, I would also have to drive because there's idle, no idling bylaws. So I, I have the AC going, oh. I would have to, um, yeah, I, I'd have to technically be driving. So I'd have to basically get my, my young son to drive. He's old enough or, now. Or, or your, your significant other could drive. It, it could be like a date. 
I'll get my old. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you for the idea, Suncast. Uh, I, I also want to note another idea he had yesterday because he got wind of this cancellation of the Gunna Geek show. And Suncast also suggested that what we could do for the Gunna Geek show is that our co-host on the Gunna Geek show, Chris Farrell, who also does some video streaming as well, he could just have a, a static picture of me on screen and yep. they could include me that way. And what would happen would be that SP would do the voice, his best Steven Jonger impression. I like that idea. I thought they could have rolled with it. I would have been okay with it. And I think SP would have channeled his inner Canadian very well. I honestly was all for it. And I was about to actually agree to do it. it, it this is the reason why I didn't, because I knew that this heat wave was going to be going on for a while and that Steve, we didn't know how much editing time Steven was going to be able to do in the next week. So we decided to cancel it, not just for that night, but also for the editing time in the remainder of the week. So we're always conscious of that. It's not just the day of, it's like, what, what do you got going on for the rest of the week? What is your schedule? Like, what is the weather going to be like in this case? What, you know, what are the factors not only for the show itself, but for the post-production. And since Steven does all the post-production, uh, we had to take that in consideration. At least Chris and I did. So there you go, Steven. We were thinking about you. By the way, Johnny Pennington, just to pile on to this Steven's heat talk discussion, uh, he said, if it gets much hotter for Steven in Canada, he could do a show in his refrigerator, allowing a test case of reverb and soundproofing. There is a show there. I'm sure of it. Well, first yeah, off, we don't advocate climbing into appliances. Let's get that I, out of the way. I was going to say, there's probably some laws against <laughs> climbing into a refrigerator. I know the, they don't lock as they used to, but I think there's some laws against that. So uh, I, I like the idea in in joking fashion. <laughs> that, that's where I like the I idea. Mean, I, I, we could go into uh, some some film and TV to you know stem off of those ideas. There, there's the whole you know blow up the refrigerator in Indiana Jones thing. I mean, you could have you know yeah. been in there for that, yeah. And then uh, there's been some refrigerators or storage devices that have been ejected out into space in different media. Most currently, I'm just thinking of Lost in Space. You know that was done in season two of Lost in Space. So yeah, it's it's been done in theater before but i don't know if it's necessarily good for podcasting now staying on the gear thing if, if we want to move away from yeah. the steven's heat thing but uh, i want to say one more thing on that sure uh, steven you did a great thing and i don't know if it's by the time uh somebody listens to this after the fact i don't know if it's going to be that big of a deal but you set up an automated tweet every hour to show the temperatures of your sensors on the exterior of your house and I love the disclaimer. It's like, uh, depending on the time of day, they might be in direct um, uh, sight, line of sight with the sun. And so it would be off. And I was taking a look at it. And I, uh, one hour, it was like 57 yeah. degrees C. And for those that don't know, that's basically like 200 degrees Fahrenheit. I don't know. I haven't done the, the calculations in my head or online or anything like that. But it, it's really, really high. And I was like, no, no, it's not actually 55 no. degrees C in there because that's like a volcano on the side of your house but that was really neat that you did that to to let everybody know how you're doing and how your house is doing and stuff like that so that that's pretty cool i just thought i'd have fun i don't do a ton on twitter other than respond to people and and talk about the show and i i had this idea and i'm like oh i can make it work with smart stuff so it was kind of fun thanks for mentioning that by the way 
Yeah, no problem. Now, staying on the uh, the idea of gear, we did get a statement in our Discord server, which you can find at betterpodcasting.com slash Discord. And Yakko piled on to our latest actual Better Podcasting episode where we talked about our biggest regrets. And he said, listening to the latest Better Podcasting, and when talking about hardware, neither Stargate Pioneer nor Stephen John Drew mentioned network storage. I feel like my NAS has really helped extend the life of my podcast production machine. I still work on files locally, but offloading them when they're done has been great. It also has great cloud backup options that help ease my mind. And to all that, I want to say that I agree with everything that Jeremy just said there. For those that don't know, Jeremy is Yakko org and he is the uh, uh one of the guys on the transmissions podcast and the transmissions uh, network over there i agree with everything that jeremy said there uh i just didn't think it was one of my biggest podcasting regrets to date and that's what the episode was about our biggest podcasting regrets but it's still a legitimate uh piece of advice for sure one of the reasons i don't mention it is um because i stopped doing it i used to have network attached storage or some version of it. I preferred with hard drive pricing, which anyways, it's terrible, right? which is terrible right now. But over the last couple of years, the way it's gone down, I've preferred to keep it locally in my computer for two reasons. One, don't need to worry about uh, like, I, I only have really one place that I'm pulling information from on the network. It's my computer. So don't need to worry about getting it from multiple places on the network. Uh, two, I, I like to have it there. Don't need to worry about how you get the information, mapping drives, things like that. I like to just have it there. Uh, three, most importantly, it means that my Backblaze subscription, which I use for backup, counts. Basically, that it or it it's counted in there because Backblaze goes with per computer basis. And so if that was not in my computer, it would not back up the information. When I have the hard drive in my computer or hard drives, I have many, then it does end up backing all of that up. So uh, I would have to get a separate system, a separate backup system and, and pay for that in order to do the network attached storage option and have that backed up. So it's almost like, well, if I'm going to pay for an extra subscription, maybe I'll just pay towards upgrading my hard drive size. Yeah. So a couple of things there. One of the things is he does mention it offloads the, uh, the stress on his individual computer and and the drive in his computer and into that. Yeah. Especially if you have one of the newer laptops, which has a really finite amount of onboard storage, like 256 or 500 gigabytes. And if you're doing video podcast editing and, and production, you're, you're going to run out of storage pretty quick on that. Uh, so I understand what he's saying there. But uh, the other thing that I'll say is for any backup solution or any file storage solution, what you want to do is follow the rule of three, three, two, one, three total copies of the file, two locally. So like one on board your machine and then one on either a NAS or an external hard drive or maybe another computer that you have in the house, something like that. And then one that is geographically separated from where you are And cloud storage does count for that. So I have Backblaze. And, and that's how I deal with things. I have an external uh, hard drive on a USB hard drive on my computer that I store everything to. I've got enough storage in my computer for now. I'm, I'm looking for more, believe it or not. And then I have Backblaze uh, that 
stores everything on my computer, which does include that USB external hard drive. So I'm, I'm kind of double storing some stuff, right. but as there's not, I guess I could exclude the extra drive, but why in, in my case, I, I think it's fine just to roll with it. So uh, if you're looking for backup solutions, a uh, NAS is something you could do. But like as Steven said, if you're doing for that geographically separated uh, storage, it might actually cost you extra to go outside your computer. But if all you have is a laptop or something you can't add a 12 terabyte drive to, then it starts to make a little bit more sense. And the last thing I want to mention on that as well, one of the other reasons we probably wouldn't get too much into the weeds of it, or at least I would, I, I should speak for myself, I would feel a little hesitant about that is because there's probably people going NAS, network attached storage, mapping drives. The heck are you guys talking about right now? Because when we talk to the audience here, we try to consider everybody's skill set. And, and I think once you get into what's called network attached storage, which for everybody that is asking those questions, what it is, is you're keeping your information elsewhere, not on your computer, but basically you have a device that has the hard drive or hard drives in it that is attached to your computer network. And that's where you're getting your information from. There's people that might struggle to do that because we have a lot of techie people that do listen to this show and you know people like myself i'm i'm techie and so network attached storage is something in there we do have a lot of people as well that listen to this show that are not techie whatsoever they have no interest in being a techie person they're looking to podcast as simple as possible so the idea of network attached storage might be just a level too far for them. So that's where I would have some hesitation as well. Uh, Damien in the chat brings up this episode of the live chat brought to you by Backblaze. <laughs> Unfortunately, we are neither sponsored by Backblaze, nor do we have like an affiliate link or anything like that. We both use it because it's both useful to us. Yeah. I could have used it a year and a half ago, like at the beginning of the pandemic, I lost one of my internal hard drives. I mostly saved it, but I had in a, a local back up, to my external hard drive that had failed for a couple of months and I didn't notice it. So bad on me, but Backblades just automatically does it. So I might lose a day or two or a week if I, my computer is not up and running during the backup time, but I do enjoy that because it just, I know it's working and if it's not working, it's going to tell me it's not working. So I'm not sponsored. We're not sponsored by Backblaze. Uh, you pick whatever cloud storage option you want to run with. We just run with Backblaze. Uh, we are in at the end of June of 2021 this is halfway through the year of 2021 and although we haven't really talked about it this year i just want to mention that if you have any goals for the year how are you doing on those podcast goals this is a great time to assess them and maybe it's time if you don't have any to make some for the rest of the year i just want to throw that out to you goal setting this time of year we're trying to keep this episode short so i won't elaborate but this is the time to uh, do some goal uh, assessing for your podcast. I have something I wanted to mention that I thought of while I was mowing the lawn. And no, I wasn't listening to better podcasting while I was mowing the lawn, but I did think why of not? this while I was mowing. I know I should have. Oh, I know why not. You ran out of episodes. That's why. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, no, uh, we talked last week on the main better podcasting show about some of the changes to Anchor and how they are they're they're making um rss feed auto generation not happen anymore you, you have to go in and, and have basically request an rss feed to be generated 
as well. They're no longer auto-submitting to Apple Podcasts. And we talked a little bit about that from the benefits of the, the user and whatnot and what we thought about that. There is something that I think in retrospect might be a little obvious that we didn't talk about and that it's basically a business ploy to not give Apple business. And, and, and like, because here's the thing is if, if you're automatically sending, and again, Anchor owns Spotify, if you're automatically submitting that to Apple Podcasts and Apple Podcasts is now doing subscription, you're enabling your competition by doing that. So it's actually in Spotify's best interest if they're not auto-submitting to Apple because now they're auto-submitting to Spotify, which we did talk a little bit about, but they're, they're basically making it so that their own platform is submitting to itself and keeping to itself and not giving that business, so to speak, to Apple, which is a co competitor. And I, I just, like I said, I just kind of thought of that. And I, I don't fault them for that because they are a business and they need to look at things from a business perspective. And I think that that might be a consideration in there. That's 100% Stephen made up theory, nothing to substantiate that claim. But that's just a theory that I thought of, uh, like I said, while I was thinking about this in mowing lawn. There's something to that. I'm not going to say there's not, but I, I will say that um, it actually benefits Apple in that there's not dead shows on Apple, because that's one of the reasons why Spotify stopped or Anchor stopped doing it, is if you're just going to be one and done, that that's just not going to clutter up Apple's uh, library or directory or something like that. So. I, I get what you're saying. I do. There, there is absolute uh, grounding for that line of thought. But on the other hand, it also kind of helps Apple a little bit by cleaning up their own database. So, you know, what it's six and one and a half does the other right now in a couple of years, we'll see how it really pans out. We uh, do have a, a I'll, I'll let you go off on that. No, you, no, no, no. That's something? fine. I was, no, it's a, go ahead. I was going to mention the Betsy thing. Go ahead. Yeah. So Betsy also posted a, a question. So we try to focus on questions and we're really short on time today. So she said, me, not techie. So my questions are pretty basic like this one, Reaper or Audacity for editing. I was intrigued by some of your comments several episodes ago. I'm not crazy about Audacity and still newbie struggling with editing. Feel free to answer next live chat. I'm going to answer it right now. Yeah. If it was me and I was starting today, uh, even though Audacity is free and everything, I would go with Reaper. And the reason I would go with Reaper is it's much more versatile. It's much more professional-like in how you do it. You can uh, apply effects a little bit more uh, better, uh, professional, whatever you want to call it. And uh, if you pay like uh, the minimal price, I forget what it is, like 60 bucks or something like that to license it. Uh, you have one heck of a, uh, a freeware editor that I, I believe does uh, video as well. So if it was me choosing between the two, I would go Reaper. Yeah, 60 bucks American uh, is the price. I concur with everything SP said. Um, I think that Audacity, there's a lot of people that use it, but I think that if you're willing to invest the time in learning, because it is, I think, a steeper learning curve to a degree on Reaper, uh, I would I would definitely do Reaper. I think that it lends itself a little better each week to reusing some of your elements, like your intros or your outros, if you want to keep them multi-track, just recycling certain elements every single week uh, or every single episode. So I concur 100% with what SP said. 
The one thing I don't know if Reaper has this, but the one thing that Audacity has, uh, and and you might just use Audacity for this function, is the truncate silence function. Mm. Uh, it does help with those long silences. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to truncate them too short. You don't want to make them like 0.3 seconds or something like that. So somewhere along like 0.85 seconds to like one and a half seconds or something like that. And here's the thing, even with that, if you truncate silence, you got to listen back to it. And if it's if it's a natural silence that's in there that needs to be two or three seconds, you need to add that silence back in at that point. So either you're individually taking out silence as you go along to make it move a little bit better, or you're adding it in at some point if you automatically uh, truncate the whole thing. And and that's that's a whole big long topic. But that's the, like the one thing that I think Audacity does that I don't think anything else does it like Audacity does. So. Is for what it's worth. I'll reserve my comment. Uh, yeah, go ahead. I mean, we're, we're short on time. Um, the other thing that I want to highlight as well along that same line, though, is that like the noise reduction in there can actually be pretty good as well in Audacity. But yeah, um, here's the thing. I don't use Audacity to edit. I just don't. I do occasionally use the noise reduction function. You don't need to just go. I'm not. I'm using Reaper. means I'll never touch Audacity. Sometimes I do have somebody on the show or, or the Guinea Geek show that might have a a noisy line. And what I can do, what I do is sometimes I will pull it in there if my noise removal plugins that automatically try, try to pick it up don't work. Sometimes I'll go in and I'll pull it into Audacity, run the noise removal, and then save the file and then work with the file. Like, you don't need to be like, well, there's no Audacity for me. I use Audacity every week for Legends of Shield. What I should do is transition to Reaper for that portion of it because I do uh, produce the show in uh, now Vegas Video Edit 18. And uh, then I go to Audacity to do the um, audio portion of the show. And I, I should try out Reaper just, just for the heck of it and, and try it out and see what it is. But uh, yeah, um, we've got a, a few other things to talk about. We can save them for next week or if you have any last shots, Stephen. Well, I just want to mention something that is kind of related to the RSS thing um, that we briefly talked about before. And obviously, we've talked about the, how the RSS is really important right now. But earlier today, I was on a page and I happened to see somebody talking about their podcast or, or yeah, it was their podcast. And the, the, someone said, hey, I just realized that my podcast feed of this hasn't worked since December. I missed so much. And of course, I thought I'd heard them because you talk about them on the other show that you do. And then the person responded, uh, oh, no, were you able to get it working? I can send you an updated RSS link if you need. So the reason I wanted to bring this up was because I think it highlights the trouble of the current RSS feed. And, and this person that that is doing this, I, I know for a fact their job is actually in web development. So it's very unlikely that they didn't consider the redirects and all of that 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 side of things because redirects with podcasting, like what redirects are based on in podcasting is a web thing. That's something there. So I believe with full confidence, this person did figure out the redirects. But I guess whatever happened, however this person was subscribed, it didn't update or whatever. And I think that it is worth, I, I wanted to mention it just because I think it's worth considering about this whole moving your show and how that plays with your RSS feed. And the thing is, like, we're big advocates of picking something that you think that you can use for the life of your show. But as it got me thinking, as the industry starts to grow, 
I think the concept of moving your show from one platform to another might increase. And, and that might be one of the bigger problems that we have here with the way that, you know, the RSS is and the way things are set up right now that they're, you know, they're, they're basically handing the RSS to the podcatcher and all that. So I don't know. I just th- thought that was an interesting conversation because, again, this person lost a show because obviously it, their podcatcher stopped updating and it sounds like the RSS feed moved. So. All right, so we get we had a couple of more comments on the whole audio editor thing. Yeah. Here's here's what I'm going to do. This is really quick, really dirty, and then we got to go. It is I'm I'm going to do an edit with it. And what do I mean by that? I am going to after I get back from vacation, I am going to pick up Reaper for a month, and then I'm going to discuss my, what I find in uh, better podcasting. And then uh, I was uh, recommended DaVinci Resolve. And I've heard of that before. I've uh, investigated it very briefly before. Um, But I I can try that. Maybe not for a month. Maybe for a show or so. I gave it a try for video. It um, last I checked, it didn't even have like a a very good stretch capability to stretch a specific amount. Okay. And then the the other one would be Hindenburg which I have oh. a key for the Hindenburg journalist and I've never actually used. So I, I, the, the editing that I do post Vegas pro edit uh, on the video is actually really n- not that much, but I would like to try different things uh, just to, to get a sense for that. And I'll, I'll let everybody know I, I do use audacity, but I would like to use some other things uh it just as a secondary just to have more tools in the toolbox that sort of thing so that that's what i plan to do when i get back from vacation and i get settled in so in a couple weeks (laughs) don't hold me to this like okay sb you said in a week what are you using now so in a couple of weeks i will start using other things and i i do have a full docket for the rest of the year with trips and i have a family wedding coming up and stuff like that so uh this might expand a little in the timeline but i am planning to like a month at a time we'll, we'll see what we do and then i'll report it either here or on the better podcasting main show so that, that's it that's all i got tonight steven i know you wanted to keep it yeah short. i will throw in it's not just once i've tried davinci resolve for sure i did last year give it another try for sure a time before that maybe a third time i know for sure twice and i think i've tried it a third time and Every time I've had something that I've gone, I think that this is just at the moment still a little shy and I'd rather put my money towards Vegas. Um, So or, or, you know, Vegas Movie Studio, Vegas Pro Edit. So the thing is, DaVinci Resolve's free. That's going to naturally bring some people to it, bring some eyes to it. it. It was pretty advanced for what it was, but there was there was, yeah, both times the showstopper thing in there. And the last time I checked it, there was a couple questionable ways that that they made the editing system work, like the layout. I had some troubles. I think they've done a version update since there, but I do remember there was a stretch problem. I remember that. So, okay. But I guess well, I don't know. I could install it again. But uh, yes, we're just going to go ahead and take us towards the end of Better Podcasting live chat. Before we do go, I want to remind you we're part of the Gunna Geek Network. The Gunna Geek Network has a bunch of amazing shows including the Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast, which is where you can find SP talk about the current Disney Plus television show, Loki. That's what they're currently talking about. 
Yeah, uh, I won't be on this week, but I'll have a good stand-in for me, and uh, they'll talk all about the latest episode of Loki, which is turning out to be a really, really fun show. Maybe not as fun as WandaVision, but it, it, it's fun. Do I know and the Stephen stand-in? O- yes, you do. Do I know them very well? Yes, okay. you know him very yes. well. Yes. Okay, yeah. all right, I know who it is. Yes, so um, I... I, I, I would just be out of the studio and, and didn't want to bring my podcast gear with me because I have a full dance card once I get to the lake home. So I, I just knew I was going to have any time to podcast. So I have a stand in and we're going to go for there. And also, I want to make a plug for the Gonna Geek show. Uh, there's a lot of great tech things that we talk about there and geeky things and stuff like Loki. I mean, we talk about uh, media stuff as well on that show. Uh, but I am uh, really really loving talking about space stuff especially in 2021 so much going on this year with james webb with sls with starship with space tourism it's a really fun time to be talking about space stuff and everything else as well so yes catch the gunnageek.com show and legends of shield over on gunnageek.com so for episode number 35 Five. of Better Podcasting Live Chat, I'm Stephen John Drew saying thank you, SP, for your understanding. And I'm SP saying, get us your questions. We'll talk about them in two weeks. Bye. See ya. Thanks for checking out another episode of Better Podcasting. You can find the full back catalog of Better Podcasting at betterpodcasting.com. If you're into geeky podcasts, please check out the other podcasts on the Gunna Geek Network at gunnageeknetwork.com. This show was produced and edited by Stephen John Drew of Gunna Geek Productions. Voice work was done by L.W. Salinas. Thanks again for listening or watching, and we hope to see you again next week.